0: You're listening to The 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Welcome to episode 24 of The 515 Podcast. Jason Priestmar here with John Wayne McMahon this fine afternoon. How are you doing, sir? I am magical. That's great. Is this because of the Astros or? Yes. Okay. So maybe I'm hopeful. You're hopeful. This is before the game is actually starting. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to start very shortly. Yeah, yeah. So we've we've promised that we're going to record this without looking in for any kind of... Updates or watching the score—that's right. You um, have our full undivided attention. That's exactly right. Um, you know, this is episode twenty-four. That means next week is a big one. Yeah, I—I I don't know. It's a milestone. I, I've heard there's going to be a cake involved. Maybe some no. streamers. Or no, something. we'll see. Unless you provide. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> that was a hint. But if you're not going to do it, then never mind. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're finishing up the uh, Watchmaker Sermon series. Um, we just did last week, last Sunday. Um, So this is where we kind of get an opportunity to to recap that and kind of put a bow on that and and see, um, you know, where we go from here. Right. Because just because the sermon series is over, obviously, we're not uh, finished being uh, cogs in that watch. Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So why don't you uh, tell us kind of give us that little recap and, you know, so we can talk about where we're going to go from here. So, you know, I was just thinking before we jump into that, what would be a great
1: 25th birthday for us episode celebration is for our first person to submit a question or comment through the podcast at Mm kingwoodumc.org. So I'm challenging you at the beginning of this episode for all of you out there to think about ways that you could either kind of share with us what, what this podcast has meant to you or ask a question about the sermon or something. It, I don't even care if it has, it's not relevant <laughs> to anything that we're talking yeah. about right now. I just want to hear some interaction from our, from our peeps out there. And you can ask us a question, try to stump the pastor or
0: stump Jason yeah. or whatever you want to do. It's easy to stump me, but I think yeah. the key thing is, <laughs> is I know that when a pastor asks you to do something, that's kind of like guilting you into. Doing yeah, it. yeah. it's so that pastor, I want to Shane. know who the ne- who the very first person. That's right. Uh, is the, to do that. So the gauntlet, it's been thrown. Yeah. Okay,
1: it, it's there before you. The challenge is on. So do that. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's kind of wrap up this series. So, um, so the Watchmaker series was a four week series uh, where we started with God is the giver of gifts, right? And um, and as I talk through these, I hope that you really believe these and lean into these, that we believe that God is the foundation of the gifts, that He desires to empower us, and that He created us beautiful and in the image of, of Himself, but He is also continuing His mission by giving us gifts. The second week we looked at those specific gifts, so we've talked about prophecy and teaching and pastoring and uh, mercy and compassion and speaking in tongues. We've talked about all of those on some level over the last several weeks, then the third week was kind of discerning uh, how we're supposed to, u- or where we're supposed to use our gifts, really. And and so last week, um, I looked at Um, finding that lump in your throat and and trying to understand where um, God may be calling you because it's really about calling when we talk about using our spiritual gifts because if God calls you to something whether it's something big like going to Africa or starting an orphanage or something small like like a conversation with somebody or pulling over on the side of the road or something like that that is uh, a sign that God's going to empower you to do just that. Yep. And so, um, how do we, how do we look for those places? Well, it's the lump in our throats. It's those burdens. Mm-hmm. It's that burning in our heart that we need to do something, say something, go, 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 go direct our lives in that direction. And then this last week, I kind of just wrapped everything together and really tried to talk about how do we develop these gifts and how do we um, embrace them and use them in our ministry. Um, and so I gave a broad overview and let me just refresh us on the five points I made because some of us uh, were with us in the sermon. But first, the first point that I made was that the purpose of the Holy Spirit is intimacy with God and with each other. And so God gifts us in ways That unites the body of Christ and unites us with himself. That's the desire of the Holy Spirit for intimacy with each other and intimacy with God. Um, I think that there this is this is something that came up today in pastoral conversation about future series, but there's something going on with Hurricane Harvey that um, for those that have been flooded, there's this kind of underlying Pressure to try and get back to a place of self-sufficiency, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So that they don't have to depend on anyone else or anything else. And really this, what the Holy Spirit desires is for us to always be in that community <laughs> where we acknowledge that I don't care how propped up you are, you'll never be fully self-sufficient. You need other people yeah. and you need community and I need other people and I need community. And so um, to, to kind of like, acknowledge that pressures in in our in our hearts and it's maybe not healthy um, now I know we don't always want to be in a place where we need uh, the great the the most simple needs like we need someone to provide food for us and things like that I get that. Um, but at the same time, the Holy Spirit desires to bring us together, to depend on each other because we're better together than we are yeah, uh, on our own. For sure. The second point was that in, in order for the body of Christ to grow in maturity, we all have to participate. So all of these texts where Paul's talking about the Holy Spirit, it, he's talking about it's how it's necessary for everyone to participate because everyone has different roles, different gifts, different responsibilities, different things, or the Holy Spirit is going to empower the body. Body in different ways at different times, so that the body
0: can continue to grow in maturity. Does that make sense? Yeah, Susan? if we were having a cover dish dinner and everybody was like the best cake maker yeah. in the world, yeah. and all we had was cake, that would be just like a really sad cover dish dinner.
1: Well, I, I don't know, if it sad, it'd be obese, right? <laughs> Yeah, I know.
0: That's what I was talking.
1: I was like, maybe I shouldn't said cake. I should have said meatloaf. Yeah, or like was... Brussels sprouts. Oh. Then it would be that's depressing, right? Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad we have different yeah. uh, skills. But it's <laughs> yeah, it's necessary. And the holy. And, and it's also that's how God works. And if His. Um, purpose is so that he can spread love throughout the world, that um, he can reconcile his children to himself, then he's going to utilize the body of Christ in all those different ways uh, so that we can move. Just like on a sports team, there are defenders Mm -hmm. and there's forwards. And depending on what sport, I guess I should break down the analogy, but (laughs) they're all different positions, right? Right. Um, When they're working together well, then they're able to achieve more. And that's kind of what we see happening. But the key to that is that it's important for us to participate. If one decides not to participate yeah. then the body of Christ is not growing in maturity. And, um, and if you, if you're listening to this and you've decided not to participate, I don't, this isn't about shaming you. This is about maybe suggesting that when we don't participate, we're missing out on how God wants to fill us mm-hmm through participating in those gifts as well. So that's really cool because yeah. I know when I've stepped out into vulner- vulnerable situations, trusting in God in service and and, and the way that I, I give my life, I end up getting as much blessing as I'm able to give into the world because I get to see God use me in really cool ways. So that's, yeah. that's an important thing. Awesome. Yeah. And then number three, uh, I cover this one really quickly. It's the, it's important for us to submit to leaders. This comes out of Ephesians chapter Mm -hmm. four, um, the body of Christ to build up for maturity and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He gave to the church apostles and teachers and pastors and things like that. It's important for, um, the church Uh, to trust the authority of the pastor and the teachers and the apostles that have been appointed if I don't submit to my mentors and pastors and teachers um, that I'm not allowing the Holy Spirit that is working in their lives to guide me and direct me, and so that's kind of the push that Paul has for the Ephesians, and I thought it was relevant for us as well. And the analogy I used Sunday, and it probably still, I think it's still a good one, is um, I'm I don't know accounting well, so Mm -hmm. when it comes time to taxes, I need to trust an accountant, um, someone that is trained in that way. I trust their authority rather than. And trying to learn uh, tax law, yeah. you know, and try to figure out it myself, and so I trust their authority. Um, I still have responsibility when it comes to taxes, but I, I also trust uh, authority there. In the same way, the the saints that are of the church, you are called to grow and to mature and take on your own faith. But I also hope that y'all see that there's a calling on my life mm-hmm. to lead you and guide you. And so there, there needs to be some kind of acknowledgement. And of then you're continuing
0: to rely on other people who are stronger, right. in those particular talents to let them use those Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take advantage of that. That's exactly right. Um, number four,
1: learning how to serve. Uh, to learn how to serve in your giftings, you have to spend time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the real light bulb one, but it makes sense. Um, the one who has conquered all, the one who has empowered us to continue his mission. For some reason, we skip on time with him. <laughs> like we'll spend all this time doing churchy things, yeah. but I wonder how much time we're dedicating to spending with, with Jesus. And I think, um, I think as I talk to young people about this, there is in the back of their minds either a lack of equipping on how to do that to yeah. spend time with Jesus or a lack of trust that they can spend time with Jesus that there really can be an intimacy there with hmm, with yeah. Jesus and so depending on where you are in that if that if that challenge you challenges you at all I hope you lean into that and wrestle with that a
0: so bit. where what, what's a good way or the right way to learn how to spend time with Jesus like, where, where, do, where can students of
1: yeah, so any age.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Learning I mean, that.
1: so anytime I'm leading small groups, I lead a, a young adult group, a college okay. group right now, and leading a um, uh, another group of leaders right now on Wednesday nights. Oh, you and Emily are in that group. So, so. Um, I try to I try to emphasize the right kind of community mm-hmm. that is spending time with Jesus, acknowledging the Holy Holy Spirit's in there in that community and challenging each other in this walk with the Lord. And it also challenges us. What we do in that group challenges us outside the group, right? Yeah, okay. Challenges us to our discipleship and our process. It's learning how to pray and be still. Mm-hmm. It's learning how to read the Bible. Like, listen. It, it is. I'm still learning how to read the Bible, mm. and I went to <laughs> seminary. Okay? Right, I'm, I'm learning how to spend time with the Lord through the reading of Scripture. And so, if you're listening to this, don't don't stop learning that. Like, keep trying and and keep trying to to push into that. Um, I think that's really important. And then. Uh, prayer is huge. I don't think any, like I grew up and, and I didn't have a single mentor teach me how to pray. Mm-hmm. And so just, I would, I would, if you're like, if you're struggling with some of this, ask someone that you trust You can come see me. Um, but ask somebody that's, that's further along in this walk and knows what that looks like and, and, and learn some of their practices and, and hear how the Lord's using them. I think that's a good start. Okay. Um, The last one, and and, uh, this one I think is the most important one. We need to be a people expecting God to show up. And so we talked about Elijah on Mount Carmel, and he um, knew that God was going to show up. He expected God to show up, and there was a powerful scene there. And we as a people of the Methodists... Uh, we as Kingwood United Methodist, KUMC, our community, we need to continue stepping out in faith, expecting that God's going to show up. Yeah. I think that's really important.
0: So you mentioned that story about Elijah, and you know God calling God down to to appear mm-hmm. before those people. Yeah. What what led you to that, or what kind of spoke to you that made you want to include that in the sermon this past week? Well, I think I think it's important to understand that
1: spiritual gifts. Are the end, so in my life, spiritual giftings that God has empowered in me is the end of me, and that's God using that's mm-hmm. God working, and so that's really important. And one of the stories that we see that is it is in the Elijah story. And if you're not familiar with it, you want with it with us on Sunday, Elijah goes up on Mount Carmel, he challenges 450 prophets of Baal. Um, these prophets are ones that are, are worshiping a false god, they they are giving themselves to, to a God that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And so Elijah challenges them as a representative of the one true God, Yahweh, uh, our God, the only God. Um, and he tells them to, to, to basically build an altar, build these sacrifices and call your God to show up. Um, and, and do whatever you need to. And then I'll call my God to show up. Whoever shows up is the real God. And it's interesting because Baal, the prophets of Baal do all of these really religious things. They sing and shout and, and they try all this stuff. And they even have like a, a potluck meal afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's really funny. Um, but Elijah does, uh, does all of this knowing that they can do as much as they want. It can look as religious as it wants to, but God is the only God, and He's going to show up. Now, how embarrassing would it be if God didn't show up? But yeah, he, seriously. But That's what he I'm was about this all expecting. Time. I mean, he, he was, was yeah. expecting. That he was going to, and so he called fire down from on high, and it, it lit the altar on fire, and and just a really cool scene. But anyways, I was burdened to go into this uh, into this story because um, spending time with clergy and and just looking at the history of the Methodist Church, um, I'm like the Methodist church, the denomination in North America has been in decline for 50 years. And I really think that it's because the church, the big C church has gotten away from expecting God to show up. Mm-hmm. Like, and that should happen in our worship services. Like when we worship together, I mean, I've just been challenging my worship team, my, my band and, and those that are participating that let's expect God to be here and let's expect God to really do some crazy things and set people free yeah. and heal people. And And what, what would happen if we expected God to show up at our board meetings and at our <laughs> vacation Bible school yeah. and things like that? What if we became a church that was was not okay with the status quo and that was just put on my heart this week as i was thinking about it because i think that's really what we're talking about with the holy spirit is being awakened to god doing more that's when we've seen the church just grow and do incredible things just because the holy spirit is just like changing people's lives and and so that was been that's been my desire and and i can't i think i grow like i'm thinking about growing up in a church that um, that I love dearly but I, I just can't remember anything truly like spirit led significant yeah. from my experience growing up you
0: know, you know I hadn't mean? really thought about that um, but that's true you know I, I, I can think of a number of instances in my, my history here at Kingwood yeah um, but yeah as a child it was just you know potluck dinners that, that we're going to come to that subject I think a lot in this episode apparently yeah. But yeah. those are one of the... Are you few, hungry? Yeah, I'm very I'm starving. <laughs> Thank you. Um, those are one of the things I remember the church getting together. Uh, vacation Bible School. But other than that, I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe it was the times, but I don't remember anything. Maybe I was too young to remember right. mission trips or uh, what kind of, you know, kind of social um, action things that we did. I just don't... I, I'm with you there. I can't yeah. think of any. So. Yeah, and I think that's...
1: Ah, uh, it's a little
0: depressing. Like, I, I don't know. Or it's not, It doesn't mean it didn't happen. It's just yeah. that I can't, I can't think of one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, that that too, that's still kind of depressing. It's like, I wish I knew, you know, knew better. Yeah. And I you I, I know that this weekend, like we've got fall retreat with some of our youth and yeah. I can think of a number of, of uh, kind of retreats and, and outreaches like that, where I, I know that you're already expecting God to show up. Yeah, right. Um. So yeah, why can't every Sunday be like that? That's a yeah. great question. Yeah. And so... I don't know, man, like
1: maybe, maybe this ends up being a prophetic thing, like, or maybe it's just a thing that God's put on my heart, but I just, I don't want to settle at, at King United Methodist Church. Yeah. I want us to dream and like, just, I don't know, call me young and naive, <laughs> but I just want to dream that God can do some incredible things. And so that's, I, I guess that's kind of how I wanted to end the Watchmaker series mm-hmm. is to is to really again return to a place of, of holy expectance and and um, you know just des- almost a desperation for God to continue to move.
0: But to get there you know we need to we need to rely on people to know their gifts right and be willing to go yes. out on a limb yeah. and use those gifts yeah and through that I think that's what we'll, we're, we will see yeah. God appear. And what's crazy?
1: That's right, because revival, revival is only gonna start when, as individuals in a community, we start to ask for God to do more in our own life. Mm-hmm. And so, spiritual gifts kind of are are definitely a part of that and a, a consequence of that. But it's really just a it's a heart led, travailing prayer that God would would change my own heart, my own life, yeah. so that I could be a, um, a part of that change in, in a community. And so that's what I'm hoping for all of us.
0: So we teased, I just mentioned the, the yeah. spiritual gifts and knowing what they are. Yeah. Tell us one more time, you know, yeah. about the assessment and, and where we're yeah,
1: at. Yeah. So you can go to kingwoodumc.org. You'll find the banner watchmaker. I hope it's still up for a couple more days. Yeah. Um, And then there's a link for spiritual uh, assessment right there on the banner, or you can search for it in the search bar and Mm -hmm. you can find it. It's also been on social media posts, so you can look there. Uh, But if you take that, I think we're over 150 now. Of Those of you that have taken that, I've heard some incredible testimonies of people taking it and going, like, we heard a testimony today of someone on staff that just got to the point where they're like, I don't know if I can do this job anymore. Like, I just don't know if I can do that anymore. But then they took the spiritual gifts assessment and then they were like, these are the gifts that I've been given for this job, like mm-hmm. it was exactly spot on, wow. and that person knew, yeah, I can, wow, I can keep awesome. going. And so, just take that. Um, then we'll be working as a staff to make some suggestions and, and get back to you on some places that you can serve. We'll be trying to do that in the next few weeks. But uh, uh, please take advantage of that assessment.
0: So whenever we come to the end of a sermon series, I think that's a great opportunity to kind of put a bow on it and take mm-hmm. a step back and say, okay, what's the big takeaway yeah. for? me and for the listener to take away from the series. I think,
1: um, I think for me, it's that God, God gives us, he, for some mind boggling reason, he calls us into mission, but he also gives us the ability to, to go on that path. But it's also up to us to say yes and to position ourselves in those, in those places. So I don't know. That's kind of where I land. What does that, what does that mean to you? And what does that look like to you?
0: Um, it's. It's funny that I had a uh, kind of an, an incident, not an incident. Yeah. <laughs> I had a really interesting story from last week, something yeah. that happened. Um, it goes back to several weeks ago in this podcast when I talked about driving past uh, you know a woman on the street who was kind of walking and you know it's like well she's fine but she, it felt something was there was yeah. a lump in my throat yeah about and you talked yourself out of. and it. I talked myself out of it so uh-huh. this time I'm like I, I can't do that again if I if I don't take if I don't learn something from this then yeah. it, this really is for nothing but um, I I'd been um, to Chick-fil-a and I was coming back home and there was a train so I had, I had to sit through a couple of lights while that train went by Um, and as I'm sitting there I was two or three cars back I saw this truck make a really stupid mistake and pull out in the intersection and kind of realize oh no and stop and start to back up and I saw this car like careening right towards him and sure enough running right, hitting the guy and I said oh that's horrible Um, I should do something (laughs) you know I need to at least pull over and check on people make sure that if they have a phone they're calling an ambulance or the police or whatever so um, did you try to talk, talk yourself out of that, too? You know, I think I did, but <laughs> I, I think I, I the, the the little angel on my shoulder totally yeah. won that argument. Good, good. So um, once I was able to get through that intersection, I pulled over and kind of walked over, and they were clearing the wreck and kind of moving off to the side. Um, and I saw this little woman with white hair get out of the car, and I said, oh, my gosh, this poor lady, and she was the one that hit the truck. Mm-hmm. And... So I was really drawn to, to kind of go check on her, make sure she was okay. And, um, when it was all said and done, I was in the right place at the right time. God put me there, yeah, to be with her, yeah, and make keep her comfortable and just kind of make her put her at ease so she wasn't so worried about the whole situation. And I just reassured her. I said, you know, you're fine, right? This guy, the other guy, was at fault. You know, it's, a, it's not your 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 fault. She was. She's like, this is the first wreck I'd ever been in, and she's ninety four or five years old. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and and the ambulance came and checked her out. She was fine. You yeah. Know. Um, so it was she at, at the end of the thing now there a couple of, a bunch of things actually led up to to my being there at this situation right. and when I went to Chick-fil-A normally I just grab my food and bail yeah but uh, I was talking to this lady that works there who I'd kind of befriended you know I'm a frequent flyer enough that yeah. I, I recognize her and she recognizes me so I stayed longer and talked to her about how things have been going since the flood and, and yeah. that was fine um, and that put me at the intersection at just the right time. Right. And then that train came through. Mm-hmm. So that held me there mm-hmm. a little bit longer. Yeah. So I was able to see the wreck and be a, you know, an unbiased witness for this, this woman. So just in case, you know, the other driver had, you know, kind of changed his tune. But there were any number of times when I could have been pulled away or gone a different direction or whatever. But God put me there at that very yeah. moment. Yeah. And... Um, She asked my address and I gave it to her. The very next day, I got a card in the mail from her thanking me for being there and and keeping her, you know, just calm. I was blown away by the whole experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Only to later find out when I was telling my wife the story, um, and I couldn't remember the woman's last name, but I said, you know, her name was Opal and her son, Jerry. And my wife said, was their last name this and i was like how in the world and when she said i remembered i'm like how did you know that yeah and she said i know that my they're that guy's friends with my dad you know because they've lived in kingwood forever and she's like their daughter-in-law did my wife's hair at our for our wedding wow how this is a crazy crazy it's such a small world yeah you know we're all in this together yeah you need to just be there for other people. Cause say you yes. never know. You just, yes, you never know yes. who you're going to run into.
1: I love that, and that's exactly right, man. It doesn't have to be huge stuff. Like I opened earlier, it doesn't have to be starting an orphanage. Though God's going to call some of some of you to do some big that's things, right. but <laughs> but some of it's just pulling over and helping somebody. Asking somebody how their day's going. So, yeah, I hope that's my big big takeaway. So let, let's wrap this up. Next week we're we're starting a new series. It's a stewardship series, and so we're going to look at um, how God calls us spiritually to to give sacrificially, um, and that that's with our life, that's mm-hmm. that's with our service. It's a great follow up to to this series, but it's also with our money and with our pocketbook, and and so we're going to talk about what that looks like especially in the context of, of what's happened to us in the last several months. Okay, and so, yeah, yeah we just, <laughs> we know that we need to be sensitive to that. Um, we also know that this is a spiritual practice of giving. And so, um, it, we can all give. And so, uh, no matter where we're at and, and what's going on in our lives. And so we're just going to talk about that a little bit. Here's what the series is called. What if, and usually what if has something to do with fear like, what if this happens? What if this happens? Mm-hmm. What if that happens, et cetera? But what if can also mean uh, expecting something big, expecting God to show up. Yeah. Uh, what if we expected God to do something extraordinary? What if we uh, humbled ourselves and prayed? What if we gave everything we had? Um, that's kind of where we're looking and where we're going. And so... Um, I know it's always difficult to talk about money, but it's also uh, some of the most amazing growth that my wife and I have had when we've gotten this right mm-hmm. and and allowed lot of the Lord to, to speak into how we uh, align our finances and things like that. So, and how we align our time. So I I, I'm excited for it. I hope everybody will
0: show up. Yeah. I think there's a lot of opportunity for some really cool kind of thought provoking topics there. Yep. So that sounds good. All right. All right. Well, we've done it. We put that bow on there. Let's, uh, let's call it wrap it up. All right, friends, Um,
1: just praying for everybody out there and uh, let us know if you need anything. Remember podcasts at KingwoodUMC.org. The challenge has been made. Love y'all. Talk to you soon.